shit our kids have done today. And how not to become a shitty parent about it. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. We are so happy to be with you again. So uh, this episode is dedicated for kids doing shitty things and parents being shitty parents about it. Yes, and uh, this whole podcast is actually around those things. And uh, this special podcast, this special episode of podcast is about uh, why do kids have this tendency to bully others? Why do they have tendency to boycott some kids, to marginalize them? And what we need to do as parents on one side and as society as general uh, in order to hmm, fight those behaviors or maybe better to say to um, reroute them into positive uh, things, let's say. So what happened this week? Uh, we live near a school and mm-hmm. I was with our baby girl just uh, in front of the school, nothing, just playing around. And there were a bunch of soon-to-be teenagers. They were about 11 years old. And I was uh, listening to their conversation. So basically they were talking about a certain girl, how they hate her, how she's, uh, the word was actually disgusting because mm. she dresses like this and this. So they all decided together that they're going to take the classroom photo and that they are going to cut her out from the photo and then they are going to repost that photo on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Yeah, so this is a kind of uh, typical boycotting. Yeah, yeah, social boycotting, yeah. I was so hurt. They started to talk about something else, so it it just... I felt really worried, and not just about the girl at the moment, but I felt worried about them also. Mm -hmm. In what way? In a way how they are disconnected from the whole situation and from analyzing mm-hmm. people and relationships. Like they, they, they actually don't understand uh, the consequences of their actions. Yeah. And it actually reminded me of a thing when people do to each other in the war and you dehumanize. Yes, when you dehumanize another to uh, when you attribute to the opposite side i mean to the enemy when you attribute them uh, animal characteristics or you say to them that they are monsters or something like that and it makes people uh, actually soldiers easier to kill them well it's not that extreme but i think mm-hmm. i felt the same mechanism because the words that they were using i mean something like the, like to use to describe somebody as disgusting, it's uh, it's not like she's a bitch, but she's disgusting, you know? Yes, she's disgusting because she doesn't have Nike, like... No, it was even more bizarre. She was disgusting because she's putting her hoodie 
in her pants. Ah, uh, this is disgusting. Yeah, and that was like disgusting behavior. <laughs> anyways, oh anyways, yeah, okay. and this really made me want to uh, dedicate this episode to social boycotting. Because not so long ago, 20 years ago, I was also mm-hmm. that kid. And I talked with my friends. This is why you felt hurt, maybe. No, no, no. I wasn't. No, no, I wasn't. No, I was the kid just who went to school. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, That's what I wanted to say. I was always different. But what I wanted to say, this situation that you said, uh, uh, you felt it hurt you. Hurting what was happening to that girl. Because you had the same, uh, you could identify yourself with her? No, that's what, just let me finish. Okay, sorry. No, it was just because, um, now you got me confused. (laughs) I was just thinking about how not so long, okay, so it is a long time ago, it's actually 20 years ago, I was a weird kid, a little bit different. But the point what I wanted to make is that we never had such extreme bullying in my time. No? No. Really? No, to this extent, no. There was always like somebody who was like more weird and uh, different, but there was never like a situation, maybe later on, a little bit, but there was always people who would... uh, it was just few few bullies and not so much kids that followed them. It was never like the whole class decided to... Yes, in my times also. I mean, I was bullied also as a kid because I stutter mostly. And I was bullied. I was uh, picked on, you know, it wasn't Yeah, really I was bullying. also picked on, but it was never like this extreme bullying. No, no, no. I was also picked on. Sometimes for being different, sometimes like for being ugly, but it was... And I I never felt that these kids who were like uh, picking on me weren't my friends. Yeah, exactly. This is very, very important. exactly that, because this, what I felt in front of the school, it was like pure hatred. Mm -hmm. Because when I was in school, when I was a little bit picked on or anybody else, it was more... In a form of humor, mocking. Mocking, yeah. But it was never like, I want to destroy you, you know. Yes. Because this this was what was felt in front. Ah, we want to destroy that girl, you know. We are going to, like, extract her from the class. Annihilate was, her. Yes. Like, really, you know, she will disappear from the class. Yes, because she's disgusting. Because you know, she and wears be, hoodie inside, inside her pants. pants. Ridiculous. <laughs> so anyways, and I, I hear uh, from other parents who have older kids that things like that happen. And it's it's even, we live in a really small town. Mm-hmm. So I think it's not felt to those, to that extreme where we live. But when I read uh, the papers and talk to parents who have older kids in other cities... It's really happening. I can tell you, uh, I I had some cases in my practice, my clinical practice. I had some cases uh, which dealt with bullying, and what kind of, what I can what I can say, 
It was also uh, during pre-mobile phone, pre-internet era, when bullying was, you know, like, or or fighting. It was happening outside of school. You fought with some kid. The kids, those who were there, saw it. And it was it, you know. You suffered. If you lost <laughs> the fight, you suffered a bit of humiliation locally, but that's it. Uh, now, internet, social networking, and everything uh, enhances these effects. Because there is always someone who uh, records it on a mobile phone, puts it on Facebook, puts it on your wall, and if it gets deleted, he puts it again. So it's it's lasting effect today. Uh, it's not only this what you say, that it is really like hateful bullying, but its effects are much more devastating be- because it is now... Uh, uh, bullying can can be made global. So some local uh, event which happened in some school, regardless of us living in small town, it can reach New York. You know, so some kids in New York can laugh of you getting kicked in front of school and bullied or whatever. And it can be repetitive. Because yeah. you can repeat it over and repeat over it, and yes, over again. Repeat it, yes, and repost it and everything. And what I saw is that uh, sometimes uh, some behaviors that we uh, as adults would judge like minor, like, you know, like kids' issues, actually are very, very dramatic on their level. They feel it very, very deep. Yeah, it's their like a world. Tragedy. Yeah. It's their world. And it follows them entire life. I have, uh, I had a girl in therapy. Uh, she was, she was in in high school, and she was on uh, antidepressants for like majority of her life. Okay? Because uh, she had these anxiety attacks, really really nasty ones, which were directly linked. To uh, boycotting, especially boycotting, social boycotting in 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 uh, elementary school. So why do you think why do bullies bully? Why do bullies bully? Uh, I think uh, uh, before. In my time, when I was a kid, bullies bullied. Bullies were were kids who were like um, usually had some, you know, um, self-esteem issues. Today, bullying, I think, is is much more related to uh, having control, enjoying other other people's. Suffering, I don't know how to say. It really seems to me like that. It really seems to me like that. I think it's still related also to self-esteem because I think that kids today actually have less self-esteem. Generally. Yeah, I think they do. Yes, because they are more disconnected than we were. Yeah. They don't have social networks as as we did, like friends. Like, you know, like, like a gang. Friends. Yeah, a gang and also... Uh, you see that the family has changed. 
family became more uh, centrifugic, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, disconnected. Very disconnected. Each one has its own room, his own mobile phone, his own private life that nobody there knows about. There is no grandmas, grandpas anymore, no. cousins. And, uh, so and everything became uh, much more, uh, it's called in pedagogy, uh, pedocentric. Meaning that, uh, oh, my, my little king, my child, my nobody, nobody should hurt him, nobody should, you know, uh, 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 zero boundaries, zero, uh, like, uh, uh, demands put yeah. on the child. And, and uh, if you have, let's say, if you, I think, one more thing before I say it, bullying, I think it's also related to narcissism a lot. Narcissistic people, by the way, uh, today narcissism is like 25%, at, at least minimum of 25% of today's kids uh, could qualify for narcissistic, well, not disorder because it cannot be di di diagnosed in kids, but let's say uh, behavior problems which resemble <laughs> or stem from narcissism, at least 25%. And this was in a study which was conducted in 2008. Now now it's 11 years later. Yeah, it's so like 50. It's, it's, it's much higher because we see this very steep rise in uh, narcissism. And uh, it can be linked because narcissists is, is someone... And, and, and yes, and, and to... Today, uh, clinicians are thinking of canceling narcissism as a disorder to stop, uh, you know, putting it in in a yeah, because DSM. it spread too much. Because it's it became normal. So we live in narcissistic culture, and narcissists are people who feel that all the world should serve them. They expect that they're, they're surprised by other people having their own needs, feelings, and everything, because. Uh, first of all, uh, partially they were born that way. So there are people who really have this inborn, innate tendency, much than others, on one side. And it can get uh, amplified by uh, this pedocentric, permissive way of raising kids, of uh, raising little kings and queens and... Uh, they grow to become six or seven years and you put them in in school and they of course expect in school that others will behave in a way to serve them to serve their needs and i think this is the basis for for bullying or for i think uh, i see it even more wider okay when uh People come to me and say, I cannot believe the kids today. <laughs> Just like I said now, I cannot mm -hmm. believe what they were saying. And then you open the news. I don't know in which country are you listening this from, but in Croatia, people are making fun of the news recently because mm -hmm. there is so much corruption that is just ridiculous. It's becoming ridiculous, <laughs> okay? So nobody's even... Um, surprised i think that nobody's even angry how much corruption there is and our kids they don't have to watch the news 
but the atmosphere is all around and all the time somebody is actually bullying somebody. Yes. Uh, politicians or whether your boss or somebody else's boss, it doesn't have to be like that they have to see it. So, oh, now I saw it, so I'm going to imitate it. But the general feeling is in the society that it is normal to be bully. Yes, and, and I think that when you are... you're going to profit from being bullied. I mean, you're not going to be the bullied one. Yes, and we have kids who are like uh, almost five and almost two. But I think that someone like those girls, which were like 11 or 12 years, they understand this. They can see this as an example. If you bully, you will profit. Of course, because there is no punishment following that. Nobody is uh, processed by law. Uh, there is no social control, meaning that people will uh, rise against such a behavior and say, no, this is not good. Okay. Uh, so there is actually uh, this ego, this inflation of ego, if not eruption, is not balanced. It doesn't have counterpart. And that's why it becomes, it becomes more and more dangerous. And I'm not kidding. I really say dangerous. Uh, in which ways I think that kids will, will start really, I don't know, really damaging to each other. Because uh, I recently read an article where where teenage girl uh, killed her friend for for promised nine million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Best friend. Best, best friend. friend. Not friend. Best friend. Best friend. She murdered her for for promised. She didn't even get it. She was just promised nine million dollars by by a spook over internet. So so she was a victim of uh, catfishing, catfish, no? and she murdered someone. But I also think when you were speaking about control, I mean, we devoted a lot of our episodes on marriage uh, to control. In essence, we all love to control, whether it's uh, the situation, whether it's other people, whether it's, you know, power. But some people have a tendency to control the social situation. Mm. And I really think that this is something which is natural. And it's just the way it is. I remember when I was in school, I remember when I was in school, whether it was elementary or high school, there were always few people who managed to... They were always interesting to everybody. It, it, it is as if they were leaders. Mm -hmm. And they weren't uh, bullying everybody else all the time. But sometimes they were bullies. But they were like uh, most popular kids yes. in, in class. Okay. And it's something that... Uh, and you can see it like in really, really small children. Uh, that it's something that they are born with. I think this tendency to lead in any group of people, there is someone who is a leader. I think this is like a natural way whenever people gather, 
their inner dynamics very soon pops up. Uh, pops up. Yeah. Somebody pops up as a leader. Somebody pops up as uh, an organizer or something. But leaders and followers, this is the first which like pops up. And you can see it in any team, any group. This is very normal. And I think this is part of our nature. Yeah, I also think that this is part of our nature. I have uh, personally that tendency to, when I come to a group, if we start working on something, I just have this like big need to organize mm-hmm. everything. And I'm not afraid of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of managing and I'm, I'm okay with it. But it's, and I can, when I talk with other people and I see that they don't have this need, I'm like really confused. Why do they don't have it? You know, and I have it. I have also this tendency to... And then I feel special because I Mm -hmm. think that I care more than them, which is not true. Mm -hmm. It's just, I just have it and they don't have it. They feel feel the group differently than I do. Mm -hmm. And when each of us discovers their role, then the group functions perfectly. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you can really see the leaders and the followers. Mm-hmm. And I really think this is a thing that we don't have to run away from, mm-hmm. like making everybody in the class equal. Like no, I don't think also because I think that those kids, if if we would give the leaders, the ones who bully the most, uh, meaning those who lead are almost by rule those who are bullies. Bull- Yes. Or at least social In marketers. a situation of bullying, yeah. they are the ones who are going to bully the most. They are leaders to bully or even worse, what I saw, they are the ones who make others bully the kid. And they are like, you know... Yeah, they are the main... Like Pontius Pilate, they wash their hands, they didn't do it. Yeah. I saw it also, it's a bit... So anyways, yeah. but... If you know that there are leaders and that there are followers, I think it makes, uh, if if they would get an education how to treat others, let's say, in the right way, I don't know, I cannot even imagine what would uh, come out of it. I can tell you, like this simple, simple thing is, I think that this desire to control is very, very uh, natural. To human being I mean whatever we did throughout history was from an attempt to control nature to somehow you know tam the the evil the, the not evil but wild forces of nature entire science the purpose of science is to control the ultimate purpose of science is to uh, achieve control over nature so I think this is a very natural thing to human being. The question is uh, whom to control. We are always ready to jump over someone else, to control others, to control nature, to control weather, to control whatever, except ourselves. Yeah, that's totally true, yeah. Okay. So I think that being human... Is much more in in um, growing the ability to overcome yourself, to compete with yourself, 
then to lower others, to boycott them. Okay? It's very hard to boycott something inside yourself. Even like, you know, desire for a small candy to stop yourself and say, okay, I will now do it for some other purpose. And this is, I think, at least one part of education or more upbringing that we need to bring to kids today. And to show this example, you know, um, me as a parent, I need to show my son an example of how I overcome something in in myself that I see that is uh, that that works to my detriment or to detriment of of people around me how I overcome my my well nasty tendencies whatever I think this is the most actually part we have to do is to be a, an example Working with kids, we have worked uh, in few schools. The kids are the least problem, actually. No matter mm-hmm. if they're bullies or they're not bullies. But they're so um, manageable. I don't know how to say it. Well, uh, they, uh, they are, uh, they're still developing. Yes, and, and, and the method that we use in, in uh, educating them is very natural to them. No, so they they are very much open to the games, to discussions, to activities, you know. But they come back home uh, to their environment. Yes, just, and this is and the problem. Not, it, not the home itself, but when I say home, I mean they come back home into this world we live in. Yes, because basically most of those behaviors came from home. So that's why we have to, I think, all together, not not just a you and me working in our home, no, but, but work with families. With, with there has to circle. be this step outside. Yeah. Outside all of our homes, because the biggest obstacle that I saw when we worked we worked in schools in firms is um, that people are afraid of coming together mm-hmm. everybody will work I will work for my child mm-hmm. whatever that, that's what people say you know that they will pay and they will they will also spend their time with them and they will try to uh, copy the workshop that we do with them but they will do it in their home but parents when we say to the parents we have to work together Mm-hmm. So parents between them, and we have to a little bit go outside of our home, of our school, and to think together as a society, mm-hmm. then it becomes tricky. But I think this is the main thing that will uh, change that tendency. Okay, so <laughs> we opened a lot, but we opened topics... Uh, for me, this conversation of ours opened some things that I didn't think about before, actually. So, the conclusion is, when your kid does something shitty, think about, is he uh, maybe imitating you? Yeah, yeah, this can be a very good summary. Okay.
But don't judge yourself. <laughs> because we're all shitty parents trying to figure things out. Yes. And the next time we will try to deepen maybe this topic to find about some solutions. And uh, until next time, try to be as less shitty parent as you can. And you will see that kids will also most probably act less shitty in your eyes, at least. Mm-hmm.